Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my beautiful creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hi, Jen. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited about today. Wonderful. So we're going to talk about navigating a new direction in our creative practice. And this is up for when we need to handle big creative changes, whether we're talking about a new product line or we're introducing and rolling in a new practice, or maybe we've got new motivations. This can be a bit of a challenge because it means looking at how do we expand our art? And I know when people have done this and when it's happened for me, people get a bit tight around what's going to happen with their audience, right? What's going to happen with people who follow them and are fans? How do we talk about these new things that we're doing? So that may produce some anxiety uh, or it might just produce great new horizons. Let's talk about that topic. Jennifer, I know it's up for you right now. So I'm going to hand over the talking (laughs) stick because I really want to hear what's happening and how are you navigating this big change? Well, I'm grateful to talk about this today because I feel like I've come out of the other end of the birth canal because it does feel like a birthing a new way of being with your artistry. I think this is a conversation after you've been doing art for a while. You know, let's say you've been doing your art for a while. I've been writing songs for a while. So I'm just going to tell you my story about it. I've been writing a lot of songs. I've recorded over 140 songs and gotten them out in the world. A lot of them children's songs and then big people songs. And most of them are spiritual songs. And most of the things that happen to my artistry comes from a spiritual base. So uh, a couple of years ago, I was on a vision quest and I heard really clearly from Lady Venus herself, from the uh, planet Venus, a directive. And I love it when I get divine directives because I know they're going to be changing me as well as asking me to do something beyond what I know. At the same time, (laughs) I know that there's going to be some stuff that happens that's going to be a little uncomfortable. Let me just say that because it is uncomfortable to grow, especially when you're all comfy in what you're used to. So writing songs had gotten to that place of mastery for me. I know a good song is constructive and they come easily to me, but these were songs that would come through another way a completely different way and that's through light language and light language is some is a gift of the spirit you could say i call it language of the angels it's a language beyond what we can understand as humans however there are some humans that can interpret the language i'm not one of them so this language was given to me when i was 18 years old and i kind of kept it in my back pocket and i was told that it was really good to just edify my own soul And then about three years ago, it started to just perk up like wanting to be spoken. And then as I've been working more and more at the angelic realms, singing, these words started to be sung. They wanted to be sung. And so I remember coming to visit you. They came to Australia. Before that, I went to hear uh, play with the dolphins and my whole body was just like wanting to sing to the dolphins, wanting to participate with them in this way. And it was so beautiful for me. It just felt like a total lifting up. And the people that were around loved it. But it was just a very sacred private thing. Yeah. And then Lady Venus said, it's time to now bring it to the world. And I want to imprint in these songs the opulence, 
of the universe. I really want to use this as a tool to bring in a abundance for all, which is something that I'm always working on. So after I got the divine directive, I kind of felt like I needed to go through a place of getting permission <laughs> on the earth plane, right? Not really from other people. However, other people were involved. And I started to use it more in my academy and during my monthly healing uh, meditation sanctuary. And it has been uncomfortable. At the same time, it's been exhilarating. So it's kind of like that, that feeling of gas pedal on brake on, you know, my human self going, Oh, because one of my gremlins, and I always tell people, allow your gremlins to talk because they're just always going to be there. And one of my gremlins is no one ever wants to hear what you have to say. So <laughs> that gremlin and all my gremlins, I see them now as they're all lined up in a queue wearing little shower caps, <laughs> waiting to go to to the outhouse, right? And I always see them that they're all droopy. They look kind of like zombies. And I say, I say to this one, I go, thank you for sharing. But that means that I'm growing. I know that I'm growing. Mm. I'm going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And here is a language that probably no one else is going to understand either. But it's a language, a song, a vibration mm. that's beyond the logical mind. And Lady Venus has told me that it actually, these songs are imprinted with light codes of pure gold. So this is the time that we're being asked to step out of the old curse of Cain, which is the burden of labor and defeat and the hard life of being a human on the planet. So I know that this is a really high, high calling. And it's been a process of me, first of all, just like, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to slam it out there. And then having to really deal with my own emotions around it, because it's like I'm doing my very first album again. And yeah. what will my family say? What will people say? My, my fans who have never heard this music before, they're going to think that I'm gone off, off you know, the cliff. <laughs> Cuckoo. Cuckoo woo woo. Yeah. So I want to just bring this in because the expansion that we're asked to do as artists, we don't stay in the same place. It's always moving us forward. It's a, a spiritual journey, you know, and what happens to you, Michelle, when you're asked to expand your artistry? Because I know you haven't always done abstract landscapes. No, I haven't. And I, I love hearing your story. And I am so in awe of the fact that you had it tucked away for so many years and you just let it be out a little bit. And now you're responding to being asked to really bring it into the world my journey has been a little bit more under the radar. I feel that I've played and had this love of silversmithing and jewellery for about 18, 19 years now. And that was travelling in parallel with me running my business so I could go and I always dedicated time. But there were chunks of time where it just, you know, and people, I actually ran into someone on the weekend who hasn't seen me for a couple of years. And she said, how's your jewelry going? And I said, great. And I'm also painting. So I started painting about seven years ago and I did it as part of my coaching credentials, using creativity to help women really engage with what's up for them and what they need, what lessons and kind of where, where they're at in life to get to know themselves better, to really understand themselves. So I was known for painting 
goddesses and beautiful Buddha heads and that kind of ilk. And I would call that sort of spiritual painting or figurative spiritual painting. But January last year, I just got hit with this awareness that my whole career of working in the environment and my love of smooshing paint onto canvases, right in the middle sat this practice called abstract landscape. So it kind of didn't matter that I did this 90 degree turn and went, right, this is what I'm passionate about. And I literally said to someone, I know what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be an abstract landscape painter. And for me, that's <laughs> kind of a, that's great. And it feels very deep. It feels like it overlaps. And I feel like I kind of got away with it because although I changed radically, I didn't leave my jewelry behind. I still love doing it. I'm in the studio yesterday making enamel earrings, but I'm also, you know, the next day I'll be back painting again. So I feel like sometimes it can be a 90 degree turn, but we don't always have to leave behind what we used to do. And I didn't have any of the gremlins because it's made perfect sense to people once they realized what I was doing because of my environmental background. It felt like people were like, yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so maybe I just, uh, I navigated a change, but it wasn't such a scary change for me. It really was not about that. Awesome. Well, I know that, you know, as we grow continually, there's going to be new stuff. And I think too, the older I get, the more I realize that everything is coming together because I'm still recording songs that make I am golden. I'm I'm doing an album now. I'm golden. And that makes perfect sense to anybody that speaks English, right? So still yeah. still doing that. That will always be a part of me. But this news feels um like a new adventure, you know, and it's it's real delicious. And we'll see if it's embraced. And I got to the place because it's just being released as we speak today, right? And as it's being released. I had to come to a place of what does this really mean for me? Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be more for the value of me as an artist and as someone that highly values following spiritual directives. <laughs> it is enough. So if it is not received well, I'm telling you today, and I might speak differently in a week, I'm okay with whatever happens. <laughs> So tell us about what it is that you've just released, because by the time our listeners get to hear this, it will be available to them. Absolutely. Uh, the title of it is a, it's an EP. It's called Makatio. I love that. And Makatio. yeah, Makatio. And just feeling into the words, it feels kind of like Ma, the beautiful mother, Earth, Ka, the Ka, the universal energy, and Tio is uh, the Spanish word for uncle. And there's a lot of tia and tio in there. So to me, that's our hum humanity. That's one of the main songs. And then another song, this is about resting in the bounty. And um, the thing that is so different about this music is it's instantaneous. We can't go back and do the tracks over and over because once the language is spoken, <laughs> it is done. So if it's not a good take, a whole new take has to be taken. But my husband, Michael, who produces all my stuff, he's like, well, let's just let's just go in and punch it in this part. And I said, no can do. We can't do that with this. It's a whole different thing for me. So where before I would use a lot of my crafting, you know, and the techniques I learned and the techniques I've used 
this everything is thrown out the window. It is like live on the spot, let's go. And then things can be added to it, but not really fixed inside of it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so not only are you learning this, the expression of this new form, but the production of it has to be completely rethought because the old ways don't kind of translate. Yes. That's a great Yeah, thing. and you know, and Michael, who has no clue about what I'm doing, of course, he makes fun of me, but it's so funny because I have no ego about it. I don't feel any defensiveness at all when he's saying, oh, speak some of that machi machi stuff, you know, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's no big deal. It's not like this is my art, you know, I, it is just feels like it's just something I am to give. Yeah. And so um, a really lovely project has come up very primal, very uh, guttural, very much of the earth. And yet it's a call and an answer. It's a call and an answer like we are ready to step into a whole new way of doing things on this planet of really a world that works for everyone. And this is the call and the answer. And it's mm -hmm. very powerful. And the one piece that I absolutely am in love with, I'm in love with all of it, but uh, rest in the bounty is just, a, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's an angelic piece that just is resting in the provision of the Divine Mother, you know, just allowing yourself to receive and just be in it. You don't have to do anything. It's just like grace. You just receive it, you know, and it's... Uh, I cry every time I hear it it's, mm. and it was, it's only two minutes long, but it was something that just happened. We were able to capture it and now it's available for the world. Yeah. So that's oh. a little bit about it. Magic, magic. I love it. This, this change um, of direction for musicians, we've seen some big names do this kind of rebuild or reinvention of themselves. And that has had, a level of pushback, hasn't it? So I think, you know, while mm -hmm. you've wrestled with your gremlins and maybe I just am not in my place of um, that being such a big deal in my practice, I don't rely on my my fans to follow me wherever I go in order for it to be a commercial viability. That's okay. And I know that is true for other people. So some of those artists that, you know, you and I, probably thinking of similar artists who have just gone I'm reinventing this is this is where I'm going now and you can come with me yes. or not and lots of people spend mm -hmm. lots of time talking about whether or not they like it or they don't like it so that that's a you know that's a big thing and I think it's probably very visible in the music industry well we can go back to the recent past Bob Dylan you know took a whole huge turn you know he was a folk artist and then he decided to go into rock and roll and everybody was like, what, what are you doing? We love you this way, you know? And you see what happened to him. It obviously was something that he had to do. I think David Bowie is another great example of someone that kept reinventing himself, you know, coming up with new ideas. And, and uh, he kind of trained his fans to go along with him. I have a, a visual artist who I've followed for many years, Kiki Smith. And what I love about her work is it's so broad. So I fell in love with some of her sculptural work. She does a lot of strong feminist work. And I, you know, saw that work and fell in love with it. And then she's just 
well, the, you know, I can do that, but then I'm doing this. I'm now doing 2D work on paper and now I'm doing this. And she has no, I've seen an interview with her later in life and she's got this incredible body of work behind her and it's incredibly varied and she's very unapologetic about it, that she's mm, changed and switched and, and there's something in that that really gives me hope and I admire immensely because it says, well, this is just the work I'm doing. And you used to love me when I painted cows, but now I'm doing this whole other thing, you know, <laughs> whatever that switch might be, you know. Um, and I feel that that is a great thing to hold in my heart with the belief that if it matters to me and it brings me joy and I feel like I want to lean towards it, then that's enough permission. It still has mm -hmm. to be good when it goes out and I still have to master whatever it is that I'm putting out there in the world. It's not, I liked your language when you said you were just going to slam it out, you know, that thing of get it done. That's the great, you know, kind of um, finisher sort of yeah. speaking there that puts stuff out in the world. <laughs> but there is an energy about the way that we bring things into the world. So even if it is new, um, it's it can be done with all that love and clarity and put out with the joy and the story, right? So are you finding that you're spending a bit of time talking about this new body of work and explaining what it means to you and where it's come from? Yes. I feel like that's my job as well is to educate my fans and they can choose to come along with me or not. I have a feeling I'm going to get a whole different, different group of people that are going to start, you know, really being attracted to this. But I, to me, I feel like I need to educate them. I've given them the history of what happened to me. And also, what is light language? Light language is a new language to me. When I ask, because there's a lot of different definitions, a lot of people use light language just with their hands. You might have seen people moving their hands in different motions. Some people draw light language. Some people speak it. It To me, it is a language of the angels, but more than that, it feels, it sounds ancient to me, but it feels futuristic. It feels like a galactic language. So go with me here, because we're going to go beyond logic. <laughs> but as we ascend and we start to really connect more and more with our star brothers and sisters, we're going to need to have a language to share. And this feels like a trade language, almost like a, sh a shared language. Um, I've been told that it's a, a language, the angelic realm, and that it will, uh, it's a language from the future. Mm. To me, what happens when people hear it, they are flooded with love and feeling that that place of a deep peace and healing happens. I've seen that happen. So it kind of takes us out of the logic of, well, music is healing anyway. But, you know, this is a, a little deeper. It's, it's like that I don't know if you've ever had something happen where you've done something and, and this happens many times to me of when I'll sing something and to me it's the greatest honor not one person will clap it's just silent and just steeping in that place of deep reverence and wow and I'm just the vessel that has brought it through and to to be able to experience that from that side is just one of my favorite feelings in the world of just being able to give the gift and not worry about the results and just know that the results are extraordinary. That's how this feels to me. I've got to say light language when I first heard it and I've heard it through you and through some of our colleagues, 
it felt familiar. It felt beautiful. Mm -hmm. It felt lovely to just bathe in it, but it felt truly familiar. The way that I have had experiences where I have been kind of somewhere and something has felt familiar, even though I've never been there before. There's some energy of it mm -hmm. that part of me recognizes. And I truly love listening to it, being one to receive. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I really believe we're all going to start, you know, I think there's a lot of light language that goes into your paintings. As I watch paint, you know, I'm going, I, I even mentioned that on one of your, your uh, YouTube uh, offerings. I was like, how do you do that? You know, how do you do that? It looks like you're just, oh, oh, let's put some here. Let's put some here. Let's draw a line here. Let's do some circles here. It's just like, and then it comes out as this, this wonderful creation. It, it feels very similar to me in that you just follow yourself. And I really believe that light language is, is going to be happening to more and more of us um, in different ways. I've always been more like a, uh-huh, mm -mm, you know, kind of like a, a, a guttural kind of speaker, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, that this would be coming more and more part of what I'm, I'm offering. I love that you mentioned that YouTube interaction that we had because it's kind of funny in that I feel an energy about a shape. So maybe the connection is there, but there's definitely something that says this shape, this, this color, this, you know, this value, dark or light. And that does come from lots of making. You know, I know we've talked about mm -hmm. mastery, but there is something that when I first started trying to do that very work, it wasn't nearly as good. It was much more halting and I didn't know what to do next. So the flow is something that's come and the expression of it in that listening to you talk about how you feel when the work comes through you, I feel the same way when I'm making marks. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I particularly like the sort of little abstract minis that I get to do because there's just something really neat and contained about them. But it is this joy of of how things work together. And I'm always thinking about Mother Earth, even, even if it's not conscious, it's always there for me. It's this connection to nature and the natural world that I feel myself a part of, you know, not I've never had the dominion over thing, you know, partly not having a, a strong Christian religious upbringing, but I, I always saw myself as a creature of nature and that's what drives mm -hmm. that mark making. And therefore what you're recognizing may be something that I'm not even conscious of, but mm -hmm. is part of that expression. Oh, it's such a joy to be here and witness you releasing this work because I know I know that it's going to go out there and do um, incredible things in the world. And I'm very excited that whoever listens to this podcast is going to hear about Makatio as well. Is there anything else before we wrap up talking about navigating I, big change? There is one more thing that I wanted to add that you're, what you just shared brought up for me is that um, there is a surrender. But my part of this is that I'm learning and, and working with it more is the intention, my intention. You know, what is the intention? What is the context for this light song and this, this piece of art? 
And then, of course, it's wonderful to go into that place of like, I don't have an agenda. I don't have an intention. Just do this thing through me and allow yourself to be really used by, to me, the heavenly realms, or especially Mother Mary works with me a lot. And Lady Venus has just come in full on like, Venus is a very important planet for us, and they have a lot to share with us. They, as they move up closer to the sun, because we're all becoming suns, right? As they become more, they're higher than us. So as they move up, we're going to take where they are now. So we're they're kind of like our older sister planet and have a lot to do with where we're going. So I love just like going outside and singing to the trees, going outside and singing uh, a blessing to all of nature. I do that every morning and it just thrills my heart, <laughs> gets me tuned in with Mother Earth and and what's what's going on. But I think it's important for all of us to sing. Singing really brings the left and the right brain together and it really helps you to feel balanced and grounded. Oh, yeah. So oh, even though I don't sing, I used to. Oh, you do sing. I, I know. But when I believed I didn't sing, I could still, <laughs> if I was in a funk, I, and I often did this in my car, I would sing Amazing Grace. And I was always frustrated because I never knew all the words. But having that resonance come through me would change my energy and lift my emotions to a point where I felt at peace or happier. Mm -hmm. And I always had that Amazing Grace trick that if I needed to, I'd step out and, you know, away from a group and I'd just hum a few bars. So I know that that frequency mm. stuff, even though it's probably not my main medium. But I love that what you're doing with light language is almost like abstract singing. And I do abstract painting because people say, where are the, okay. you know, where are the people or where are the faces? Or <laughs> I, my beloved uncle, when I took him around my recent exhibition, my aunt and uncle came, which was a big thing. And they, they I said to them, would you like me to take, a, take you around? And they said, yes. And I introduced them to the first painting, which I said, this is Memories of a Coastline. And for those who, I'll put an image of it in the notes. It's abstract, right? And he put his arm around me and he said, kiddo, I'm sorry to tell you, it looks like no coastline I've ever seen. And I just laughed <laughs> because I said, if you're looking for a kookaburra on a post, you've come to the wrong artist and the wrong exhibition. So we had a big giggle about that. But I feel like it's there's abstractness to the light language from a uninitiated, but you can still get something from the experience of it, just like you can get something from an abstract landscape that doesn't have mm -hmm. a tree and a post and a kookaburra. You can That's still great. feel the energy and the joy and the connection or the despair. In my case, you know, I talk a lot about the environmental damage that we've done and that we're doing so you know it can be the other set of emotions as well so i love that when i think about your light language as abstract singing in my abstract painting boom we've got the connection well you know if you would start singing i mean i'm going to tell you this and everybody okay. that's listening too if you know if you would start singing into your painting just by toning you don't have to do anything fancy but just as you know light and sound are creative right so the sound is if you have something going on with your body, if you just place your hand on it and start singing to it, you're gonna be pulling in the light right there, uh, the light energy. It's just very powerful. And like you said, if you feel a little off, just go in and find a tone, find a tone that wants to be sung, you yeah. know, and just start 
Ah, it can be that simple. And you'll be amazed how your body will start tuning in and uh, release. It's fascinating. We haven't even begun to tap in to the potential of sound healing. It's powerful, powerful medicine. This is artists. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Oh, and I love talking about embracing new directions because I'm a bit of a change artist and a chameleon. I quite like this. So this whole topic has brought me great joy. How about Jennifer? Where can people find Makatio? Just remind our listeners. Makatio, Makatio is a special uh, offer. It's exclusive on the Patreon site. So it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Jennifer and Michael. Beautiful. I love that we get to share what we're doing in the world so easily these days. It just brings me such joy that you and I get to speak yes. from LA to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed be the technology <laughs> gods that make this happen. Oh, yes. All right. So fantastic. Thank you for being here. Listeners, if you've got anything that has come up for you, please leave some comments. We'd also love if you had any questions that you would like us to discuss or answer, please send them through. You can get in touch with me at michellewalkerout.com or follow me or connect with me on my Instagram and my YouTube. So Instagram is at michellewalkerout and you can find me on YouTube in the same name. Jennifer, where can people find your website? jenniferruthrussell.com you can also see my youtube channel same name name everywhere just make sure you use ruth yeah <laughs> jennifer ruth russell yeah. all right well thank you everyone and thank you jennifer i wish you a wonderful week thank you michelle <laughs> sending you blessings bye for now bye it's that simple you know you just have to do it right <laughs> <laughs> Profound words. It's as difficult and <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> no, really. So after Jennifer and I recorded that episode, talking about navigating new directions, Jennifer recorded this piece of light song so that we could share it with you. Yi malala koya mayo. Yi malala kati oyo mawa wala wea pita. Jinkalala mawo yamo. Yi malala koti awa. We hope you enjoyed that. And if you'd like to listen to some more of Jennifer's Light Song, please check out what she's doing on Patreon. And she's patreon.com forward slash. Jennifer and Michael. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye for now.